and you're listening to The Clapcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Clodcast, episode 79 for Thursday, August 4th, 2016. Woo! Woo! I'm your host, Marvin. And I'm Minji. And she is also your host. And we're your hosts. We for are the your hosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome back. It's been an eventful week and weekend. We were, I feel like we had like a billion and one events that we were we doing. We basically did. And there has been no rest because now we're still moving on with. Yeah. It's been a very busy summer Everything. for us here, a collaboration, but this week we're inviting some very special guests with us. Um, from the YouTube, <laughs> we have two of yes. the rising stars. Mike Bo, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? It's a very, very, very pretty boy right there. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's you so have a fan. <laughs> it's your, it's you can your, tell with the voice. I know. So pretty. Oh, so yeah. Cool. Oh, <laughs> We're all getting acclimated to hearing ourselves on the microphone. Mike's having a little too much fun with it. I just you set the precedent now. I just have to talk like this from now on. Talk like this. Marvin has the DJ voice, and everyone's like, "Oh, oh, Marvin, we did not know." Not a DJ voice. Yeah, it's my voice. It's your DJ voice. I got a sexy voice too. Hello, it's pretty great. Oh my god, you like whisper. That intro, ladies. That intro. (laughs) Smooth jazz. Clock has after dark. I'm Marvin. Stop it. Anyway, moving on. And joining us. Also, as well, this From week, the <laughs> um, our friend Linda Dong's back in the States. Woo! You might remember her from episode mm, from last year. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we should have pulled that up. A while ago. Yeah. Um, Let's call it episode, feels like two? <laughs> Maybe. It was pretty early. Yeah. Episode two? It was Whoa. probably 10. I'll, I'll fact check later. Yeah, but. it's probably within the first, the first 10. Yeah, since um, then, she's been off traveling the world, mm. getting stuck in Singapore. Yeah, got stuck in Singapore. That wasn't the best. <laughs> Had to get out really fast from Singapore. You got stuck in Singapore? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, can I explain it? I don't yeah. Know, should I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I got stuck in Singapore. I Basically, I overstayed by accident. Oh, and by so how long? Like, by by 11, like five hours or By something? 11 days. Oh, okay. I didn't know until I looked at my passport and I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> I'm illegal here right I'm now. I should be gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go to the border and yeah, and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm here now. Was it difficult good. to leave or you just like, it was a, you need a It was, um, well, I had exit. to go to uh, immigration and I told oh. them my story and I like, told them that I accidentally overstayed and stuff and they were really like hard on me being like, well, why would you sure. stay for so long? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. shenanigans yeah. are you up? Where to yeah. get travelers, always, right? always look at your visa because I think yeah. most countries is 30 days, right? Yeah. For Depends. Like, it, like yeah. you was 90 and mm. i stayed 89 i like, <laughs> 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 yeah. like i should go back yeah. wow when that, was when did that happen um like january uh 15th or so okay uh, january, she's yeah. like it's it's burned in her oh, mind oh yeah she's the day like, january 15th can yeah. time stamp it too if you want to know <laughs> well, that sounds like like the plot of like the hangover five or something that sounds so Kinda. fun yeah, <laughs> that's like, the next kid in singapore yeah. I'm glad you got out. Yeah, I know, right? And yes. back home. Glad, yeah. And back to LA. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back to LA. Don't. Mm. How long is the visa here? Because 
for our listeners who don't remember, Linda is from the Great White North, Canada. Great White North, Is yes. that what it's called? <laughs> okay. Whatever. It now it isn't. Yes, Great White North. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I call it the Big Maple Leaf in my head. <laughs> big Maple Leaf, Maple Syrup, yes. Yeah. That's, that's us. Which part of Canada? You're North, from Vancouver? Vancouver, Vancouver. yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. How long are you allowed to be here? Um, for six months. Oh. Mm. Sweet. I don't yeah. know. We have pretty good um, relations with our neighbors in the north. I love my Canada. Homeland. Yeah. I told this story when we first had that last part. I like I went to Toronto. That was the first time I had gone to Canada. I loved it. Yeah. The nicest people. I was like, everyone's so happy here. Like really. It's free healthcare. Yeah. Yeah, they have free healthcare. And we have the cool prime minister now too. Yeah. <sighs> Dreamboat. Hi. <laughs> You're lucky, lucky woman. Yeah, we Canada's great. Guys, just move down. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just come down. Cold. That's the part that's hard. It's cold, but you know, it's all good. Sweater weather. You, you, nice. you get used to it. We're yeah. glad you're back and back on the Clapcast. Um, so let's get this started. Each and every week, we start the podcast with a roundtable discussion on the pop culture and Asian American news that's on our minds. So this week, let's start with Minji. Hi. Hi. What's on your mind? Matt Damon. <laughs> oh damn you mean the greatest hero china's <laughs> ever known the greatest hero our savior matt damon saved us from <laughs> dragons i'm not even chinese but who cares you throw me in there with everybody because i no. you're not familiar <sighs> with that legend i did not know until i was educated <laughs> through the writers of the last samurai who educated you know legends say <laughs> that the great matt damon came from i don't know Europe or something. Oh my God. Okay, so it was pretty early in the reaction. Some depending on what news it is and how busy I am with work or whatever, I, I enter This thing took over though. You couldn't jump on social media without hearing something about it. Yeah, but right? I actually saw it right when Phil had posted it. So it was still mm. like really early. So for context for our listeners who aren't up on the news, um, there was an announcement last week about a movie about the Great Wall or something. Yes. Um, directed by Zhang Yimou, who is like this big Artur, like Chinese director who Prolific. did, you know, um, House of Flying Daggers and all very beautiful. Like last week, we talked about big, beautiful, but slow Chinese films. This is the dude that like made those, makes those. Um, so his next big epic is called The Great Wall about fighting dragons. Um, and the stars, um, Matt Damon. Jason Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> As the hero who saves China from the dragons. Yeah. So it was funny because, yeah, certain other topics, like I'll read about way late, like everyone's already stated their opinion and you kind of get everyone else's reaction first before you get to react. But I saw this and immediately, so my, I want to know what you guys, how you guys reacted. But my reaction was like, I started laughing hysterically. Like I, there was definitely obviously the foundational anger, like that's a dub. I was I was laughing so hard. So you had a mental break. I did not have a mental break. I was like, of course they cast Matt Damon. Of course he's <laughs> saving fucking China. Well, hold on, dirt. Marvin. Maybe maybe that's a spoiler. Maybe maybe just like doesn't maybe save he gets, China. Maybe, maybe he gets terrible eat, blunder. Like yeah, maybe he gets eaten <laughs> by the dragon. Yeah. Who knows? And but then as soon as I saw some it, Chinese do save China. I don't know. <laughs> I just saw the title and the the, the one liner description before yeah. I opened it, and it just before I opened, it, I started laughing really, really hard. So I would like to know how you guys reacted <laughs> when you first saw. Well, news. it's an interesting thing because. We've had this conversation before too, because we were, we talked about Marco Polo offline a, a while ago. Too many examples about of this. How, like, <laughs> yeah, like that thing got made. It's a story about the Mongol Empire, but you need Marco Polo as the white surrogate like perspective. And we were talking about how that's a necessary evil, but then for some reason this this film comes along. It's like again, like 
But it's more blatant yeah. than Marco Polo. Like, what did you, what did you think when you when you guys? It's so old news, right? It's so old. Yeah, it's like I don't. I'm pretty sure you know, like you know, when you're if you're writing, so the director was Zhang Yimou. Yeah, it's yeah. Him. He's. I would just think that they would be like, okay, we're gonna cast someone. So here's who, you know, more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's Mike. What's your reaction before I start? Like. Spitting mm. the business side of it. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, when I first heard about it, I heard about it because people were talking about it. I didn't know about the film beforehand. Um, and it, what struck me was there were so many uh, people who are, whose opinions I respect um, in the Asian community who were, it was kind of split. Okay. Like, like you know, some were really you know upset about it, and others um, were like, "Oh, I get it's a fake story, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this movie." You know, I get it's fake. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, what, what, what's, you know, yeah, what's this about? Uh, yeah, I feel like that's always the, the, the two sides of it, right? The one is like, why do this? And the other side is, right. why get mad about it? Yeah. But, then, right. but then I read the Constance Wu thing, and then I'm like, oh, okay, now I definitely know. This. <laughs> I mean, that's so true, what, what she said. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're going to talk about her response to it. Yeah, I mean, before we get to that. Um, just NBA Marvin will. Well, I mean, just. <laughs> how this would get made is like obviously there's a lot of Chinese money behind it and when you invest a lot of money behind movies because like it's not a secret that movies are inherently a risky project a lot of movies these days don't make their money back or they don't make a lot of money they're they're not safe investments right so how do you make a safe investment you put a star in front of it and how do you make an international movie you put an international star around it and like Matt Damon is an international star like he's well known across the world so obviously, when you have big studio people who are thinking about a like a big studio popcorn action flick, like they're gonna try to use the formula, and the formula is you gotta stick a white person in there. Well, people were arguing, saying that like the director was probably much more enthusiastic. Like he was the one that going like, "Yeah, I would love to work with Matt Damon." I can imagine for any international director, yeah, yeah. from that perspective, be like, oh, "I'd love to work with an international superstar." That'd be really, really dope. But again, coming back to like the like when you fact check it and you see that it was written by the guys who wrote the Last Samurai, which was like <laughs> literally the Japanese. Oh, it actually version. was. Yeah. Oh. It's the same oh. team. Yeah. Yeah. So and I call bullshit. I mean, I get why people <laughs> would be excited about it because. As as big as the Chinese market is and as big as the world international film scene is, having a Hollywood film is still the goal, right? Mm -hmm. You want to have a film in Hollywood. And like Zhang Yimou, he makes a lot of really great international films. Like it's a lot of play. Like they're everywhere, but he's never made a Hollywood film. And I get it. Right. So yeah. I can see why he would be excited about it. I think for us specifically as Asian Americans, like we see problems where other people might not. Like people in China might yeah. not care. But we see, because we've dealt with, we've been dealing with representation for a long, really, really, really long time. Yeah. And so this is just another like, ugh, like lost opportunity or just for us in terms of representation, it's just like, that's not what we want, you know? It's not even, okay, here's my thing. So it was the conflict of like, okay, representation could, the, it's a fantasy film. So tech, they have the liberty to do whatever they feel like, you know? And and so I'm, I was trying to think less about that. But what Constance really beautifully articulated is like our saviors don't look like that. And, and, and it's that, it's the further assertion of that story that pisses me off. That you need the white guy to step in and James Bond that shit and like, you know, yeah, rescue like, you from your own like You need Western ingenuity, Western know how, like, you know. Or yeah, or just like white man brute strength or you know what I'm saying? Like you have to put Thor in yeah. there somehow to like be the savior and that there's no other 
like viable alternative to like share any other story. And that, that that's the part that I think at the core of it, after all of the laughter and the rage kind of like wore off, I was like, that's what's so toxic about it that yeah. I don't think we, mm. we're, we're getting mad about representation. All, and I am, but it's that story, that narrative that keeps moving forward. Like how many other Latino stories or black stories or whatever, you're going to throw a white guy in to be like, Oh, for sure. White man's burden, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Cause it, it but yeah, what Constance was saying was it's subtly showing like, you know the the Asians who've been practicing whatever, um, you know, their whatever skill they have for years. All of a sudden, there's a white guy who can do it better, right? And also, yeah. the mo- the most attractive girl in, in the movie is going to be attracted to him too, and right. then they're going to have a love yeah. story. And then you know, you see that over and over again, yeah. like Wolverine and everything. So uh, I mean, yeah, even, it's subtly it's subtly just showing that yeah. narrative over and over again. And you know, yeah, even yeah. Dance with Wolves and like to some extent Avatar. That was that story as well, you know. Yep. White dude jumps into the skin of the blue man and gets with like the the, the princess, hottest one. Yeah. The best, <laughs> yeah. the best <laughs> catch ever. Yeah. <laughs> Great trophy. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. We're moving on now. I mean it's probably a big like allegory or allusion to, you know, this whole idea of we need the white people's validation for this to mean anything. Right. Right. That's what that's what drives me nuts at the core of this. Like, I was just like, yeah, the representation, but come on, man. It takes away, it, it disempowers like a whole population, like a whole yeah. identity saying you guys don't have the political, uh, like physical, like any of that prowess to save yourselves. You need this tune to single-handedly, you know, yeah. change the entire thing. I'm like, so props to Constance. I appreciate it. I love that she's very outspoken. She does have a lot on the line because she's, you know, she's do- doing really well in Hollywood. But it's not like there's no safety net. You know, you could easily, if you piss off enough people, they're not going to hire you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I appreciate that because she is a voice and she has that power. But she also could choose not to say anything. She could play it safe and just kind yeah. of like fade into the background and be like, oh, no, they're totally overreacting. Those <laughs> silly... You know, yeah. do what Tina faded. That's awesome. Yeah. But let's move on to um, Linda Dia. What's on your mind? What's on my mind? Lots of things. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded really creepy. Um, well, um, Crazy Rich Asians is happening. The movie. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I'm really interested in are they going to cast someone that is mixed when everyone is... Um, the whole the whole lead is all supposed to be Chinese mm-hmm. because they I feel like in you know they like to do that to have someone mix just to have a little bit of you know Western influence or whatnot yeah um, yeah I'm just yeah. thinking do you th- I've, do you think that's <laughs> gonna happen do you think they're actually gonna cast everyone based what do you on think are book? you fearful of it or are you like just hopeful I'm or? not surprised if they do that because I feel like they always need to have a half or like someone who is mixed as well not full chinese like a transition like it's like a it's training wheels yeah (laughs) yeah like i mean they made a big deal about how they have a chinese american or asian american as the director so that's like the selling point i mean that's one of their that's that was big news when they were announced it because everyone Mm -hmm. thought oh what if they get a white dude to um Mm. to direct it so it sounds like they have they're very aware that people Mm -hmm. are watching this film Mm -hmm. so We'll see if they like yeah. what they do, but I mean, I'm not saying that's that their job is done. That's all they need to do. That's mm-hmm. not that's what I meant. Yeah, I meant that you know, there's there's there there are Asian Americans at the helm of this. The the author is Asian American, mm-hmm. and so you know, hopefully they have a lot to say about keeping the story. You know, story as, too. Yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking if you know, if the if just kind of being in Hollywood, and if they're going to have to change the story to make it to try to make it, you know, um, how they were doing with. Yeah. yeah, they're off the wall. 
I have no well, idea. I mean, the about story that. is all about culture clash, like mm-hmm. Asian Americans with. I think this first book is all about the um, old money in Singapore, mm-hmm. right? And then <laughs> her favorite place. Um, the third. <laughs> I mean, it's, it'll be interesting <laughs> if they make it to the third book because the third book is about new money in China, uh, which is like a whole different story mm-hmm. too. And like, I think they're building up to that part. But this story is also something that gets a lot of play in China because they're all about how how people coming to wealth are dealing with it, mm-hmm. right? And so. It's going to be a very like opulent movie, like lots of nice cars, good-looking people. Yeah. But because it takes place in Singapore, also it mm-hmm. opens the door for a very multi-ethnic. So like, is cast. I haven't read the book. Do you know? Is mm-hmm. it like is it all Chinese characters? Yeah, it's all uh, yeah Chinese characters, um, and it's more Asian, kind of Asian American. That these um, they're all speaking English in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the, the, I think the family members are speaking Chinese, but okay. that's why I'm, yeah. I'm interested. Like, how are they gonna? Yeah. Who's gonna kick? You know, cast? this is who, yeah. Who's gonna be cast? And you know. Yeah, a lot just, of yeah. My, yeah, like a lot of my friends were thinking Constant might be cast for this because it's, it's a big, it's pretty big production. So. Would you be in it? See, here's the thing Me. too, like, and like, I'm sure you, I think you'd be great. I but like, I haven't read the book, but I feel like just the premise, I think you'd be really funny and I mean, it'd be great. <laughs> but like, yeah. see, being being Vietnamese, mm. like, how would you feel about that being cast for a Chinese role? I I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too. Um, I think I'll be okay with it. I think you don't make it work. We've, yeah. we've talked about this before, like in this podcast in general, like, okay, if you were handed a role, like I was offered, mm-hmm. if I was offered like a Japanese role, but like mm-hmm. if it was offered to me, uh, Netflix new series, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that? No, I would not say no. That, that's like Arden with Teen Wolf where she had to be Japanese. She's like Japanese. She's full yeah. Korean, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But so I think that's the like the, the the gray area that we're in because it's just like the Asian role. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. we want it to be authentic in the ideal scenario. But you're half Chinese, half Korean, so you could I am you could play you could be in that movie totally and, half, and be and half Chinese, half Korean <laughs> equals Japanese, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you could be um Your last on name Shinazaki. Yeah. 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 You can be Arden's brother. brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean the thing My, with that movie is that it's um it's an Asian American story. Like a lot of characters are Asian American, so that's something that all of us can realistically play. But the other side is it's a kind of a meet the parents type of movie where they're going back to the mother country. So that side is what I'm interested. In, whether they'll cast like Chinese stars or Singapore people, because mm. Singapore Chinese is very different than mainland Chinese, and Singapore English is very different from like mm. our English as well, because they have yeah. more of an Indian accent to them. Yeah. As Apparently, well. yeah, that's yeah. what my friend told me. And the other person, there was another friend that was talking about Asian movies in general. Like, okay, if we made a Korean American story, then the story would include a good amount of Korean. Like, say we're casting our parents, would you make them speak English when in real life they don't speak? English to us, right? Like it's my parent and me relationship. That's an interesting, yeah, directorial decision. Decision, yeah. like, would you make them all speak English, broken English with an accent? Which some of them, like, my parents speak Conglish, you know. So how would you navigate that in the storytelling? And I was like, dude, if we can do Lord of the Rings with like elves subtitles, we can deal with like an Asian <laughs> language. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. What's the strange, mysterious tongue yeah. you're speaking in? <laughs> like, I was like, we'll we'll manage. I think it'll we'll yeah. find a way to survive. And I mean, so they're I putting like, subtitles under our stuff when we speak English, and you know, when we play in China. So yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I feel I was like there's like, many creative ways. Like maybe you can, it depends what what you want. Like if, if you like. Yeah, if you want to do that, if you can start it with Korean and then all of a sudden it turned into English, if the actors want to do it that way too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys read the book. You, you too. Mm. Yeah. I never I, read the book. I, I, I didn't read the book either, but if I heard I get, about I gotta it. I got to get on it. <laughs> but, and and the, the author, I, I've, I've definitely read the author um, 
uh, uh, go on the record saying like, oh, I'm going to make sure that this has Asian leads though. Yeah. Good. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But is it is it going to be on like theaters or Netflix? or It's what? a Hollywood yeah. film. It got option. And I think that was part, I, I want to say, because I feel like having an authentic cast is important to the author. So I want to. I'm, I'm hoping that that was part of the contract negotiation as well, because this was mm-hmm. a very, very popular book, not only mm-hmm. in the states but also abroad as well. Yeah, like it's very popular. Very like the only reason they would greenlight this is if it had a lot of potential to make tons of dough internationally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we we need we need more people like that that won't like, <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, move, you know, stand firmly on the ground. Like I think yeah. Wang Fu was like that for their movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. like the people under. Mulan are gonna be like that. <laughs> oh, you know? who's name? Oh my gosh! I'm just no. I'm just thinking if they like cast like Anne Hathaway or something. I'll be like, oh my god, it'd be so. I'm not. I. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if like. They have should CGI, we get our reactions ready right they now? Have, <laughs> they have CGI technology ready to make anyone Asian. So That's what they're, you know. did you hear that um, they were doing that to Scarlett? They were CGIing her features. They were testing it. They were like, we weren't, we weren't serious about it, but it got leaked. Oh. <laughs> That they were that they were CG and I heard to make her. Well, you guys didn't hear that Matt Damon's Shang now in Mulan. No? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh my, that is so. It, it's and it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I understand. It's that not silence. like there isn't people who are qualified. You know, it's it's just the roles are like you know what? Let's just have someone who is. But I guess in a business point of view, for them, they kind of they're scared. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. still. There are new actors every day of you know different colors, right? Yeah. And they still made it. Like I think, for example, um, um, what is that? Ooh, with um, Hunger <laughs> Games. Hunger Games. <laughs> cool. That's Hunger that was Games. Pictionary like, Live, oh, right there. Peeps. You didn't. You guys had no idea. That's Bone Arrows. But Hunger Games. Uh, she was she was popular, but she wasn't a star. A star. Yeah, right? they but made her a star. They made her a star, and also Twilight, like. You know, so I'm sorry. Did we know anyone in Twilight before they were in Twilight? Yeah, like, no, I right? never knew any of them. And so that's argument doesn't we, hold is what we're saying. Yeah, Kristen Stewart was yeah. in Adventureland and also Zathura. And I'm sure they were in yeah. small, but they weren't like all Matt Damon. They, they weren't were all yeah. Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart with the yeah. Uh, they weren't as yeah. I that just, put them mm. on the map, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just don't agree with all that. Yeah, that mess. Well, that that only applies for you know if you're white, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's We're move on to <laughs> let's go to my topic um, oh. because it goes right off of uh, Linda's, which is um, I recently read my first book in a long time. I finished um, Sarah Kuhn's uh, Heroin Complex, which is uh, her new story about a Asian American superhero. A girl story. Asian yeah. American superhero. Whoa! Oh, what's her powers? Uh, Don't say anything about math. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's like That's... fire. She can throw fire and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yes. Um, Pyrokinesis. It's, it's on the um, it's Chemistry. on the cover, but it was interesting because like I had. No, we we had Sarah on at a coffee break earlier. You can watch it this week. It's on YouTube now. Yay. Um, our coffee break interview with Sarah Kuhn, the author. Um, she's been a writer for a long time in like the, the nerd geek circles. Um, so this is her first novel, and so we we all got we all pre-ordered copies because we were, were friends. And I was just gonna read a couple chapters and then hit the hay, and then like five hours later, I finished it. Oh, nice! So, <laughs> so it's a real page turner. It's kind of um. So it's a really short book. <laughs> it's a five hours. Book, five five hours. Yeah. It was probably like three. I don't know, but it's 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 a very easy read. It's um you know it's it's a superhero story. It's fiction, yeah. And like for me, I've always had a, an addictive personality when it comes to media, right? I would sit down and binge through all of Orphan Black in the, in the night, like for no You're reason. Crazy, yeah. And or you know sit down and play Pokemon Go for three hours, you know, things like that. <laughs> Where we are different. <laughs> so like. I should have known that I would 
wouldn't be able to put it down. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting that it was like my first actual book with pages in like years. And it, how did it, it feel? Felt good to like read again. <laughs> to turn a page. Because you know? I, I read a lot online. Like I read a lot of articles. I stay, try to stay current on you know current events. Yeah, he looks like at a lot of screens. He's always um, reading. Audiobooks. I'm always reading well, stuff. Minji's always on social media. That's the difference. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see, you know, like, you know, Linda, you read Crazy Ex Girlfriend, a uh, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm a crazy ex girl. That's true. That's one of our videos. That's one of our videos. Which is hilarious. I wanted to get into. There's a lot of books I want to read. Just from. Well, like, now you guys, like, her yeah. bringing it up, I want to read Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Like, I need to go buy it today. Or so I, I want to. Well, I feel like I'm like, stupid to, if I yeah, don't. Bring up, like, what, what have you guys read recently? Oh, the last mm-hmm. book we read. Yeah. Wow. Probably when I was in high school. Really? <laughs> yeah. We're very millennial. We're very yeah. screen oriented. I feel like mm-hmm. I read an audio, read, quote unquote, an audio book <laughs> recently. Shoot. Yeah, I think my last, my last one, I think it was Hunger Games. Mm. Oh, I read that yeah. on my Kindle. Uh, and that was a very page. I can't call you, it a page turner. You, <laughs> you can listen to Crazy Rich Asians on, um, on Audible. It's uh, narrated by Lin Chen. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yay, Lin's awesome. I listened to an audiobook written by Billy Crystal recently. That was really good. It's his memoirs. And it's great to hear the audio because Billy Crystal's freaking So what hilarious. I'm hearing is you guys no, haven't, haven't read a book in a while. I, <laughs> which is weird because you have tons of books in your room. I do. So I have a thing because I'm very nostalgic and I love like typewriters. I love books. and So they just do just for show. <laughs> well, it's Here's very, my collection of for show books. I read my acting class book, but that's not like a novel. You know what I mean? That's mm. like a, it's not a story. It's such like a lost like a lost pastime because I used to read a lot, especially choose your own adventure books. I used to love those as a kid. I've never read that. I read Babysitter's Club, and um, what's the other one? I read Jane Austen books. I'm very big romantic. Clearly, I watched Babysitter's Club. Did you? <laughs> right, that's what the. Which the, character did you relate to the most? Uh, an <laughs> Asian one, probably. There's an Asian one, right? Is there an Asian? Claudia. One? Yeah. Yeah, but she. No, the, the older guy because he had like the crush on the babysitter. And was, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a crush on your babysitter? Uh, no, I was the babysitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Getting crushed on. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Actually, sorry. This is a spin off the book, but um, Mike just shared a picture recently because someone drew him as uh, Superman. <laughs> oh, that's my topic. Yes. There's <laughs> <laughs> an Asian Superman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 They just released uh, the first put your previews face on, on it. it. Huh? Yeah. I have to read that. Yeah. Keenan <laughs> Kong is, is, yeah, the new Asian Superman. I and it's not even that. like a spin off, it's like Clark can't exist in that world. But we don't know how he got his powers yet. Oh, like somehow it's like being hinted at um, that there's some some you know some alien meteorite thing. Or... No, no, no. Some, so I think it was like uh, an organization somehow did it. Oh, uh, but sh- I should have I should have read Your it. Your face but got yeah. so dramatic that they somehow did it. <laughs> <laughs> but here, but here's what I, I just went to Comic Con, um, you know, two weeks ago. Nice and. Uh, I, I'm obsessed with the CW superhero shows right now. Mm. Um, Flash, I hear those are pretty Arrow, good, yeah. Uh, For a lot of... They're really fun. Um, and that Supergirl, which was on CBS, is now one of that, one of those CW shows. So I'm like, you know what? There has to be... Oh, I was on the panel. I was on... I mean, I was watching the panels <laughs> for those shows. And it was kind of the same groups of people. And each panel was like the, the blonde hair, blue-eyed girl. Yeah. And then, um, the black actor from... Either Australia or or, or or you know or the UK who's speaking in, in an English, uh, in an American accent in the show, but in person he speaks in you know yeah I like, I'm like uh, oh what? he doesn't speak in an American accent yeah and I'm like oh but there's no like Asian person yet 
but this Yet. is Asian Superman now. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on, CW. I love that. No, and the artwork that's coming out about it, I don't know. Again, it's a, the imagery of like seeing yourself in something. Even with the, the book that Marvin's talking about with super, uh, Heroin Complex, like the, the story's funny because the, the main character is the assistant to an actual superhero. And that's the story. Is like the actual superhero is a diva and she's like a total asshat. And it's great because... Have, say you, that read you, made, have you read it? I haven't read it yet. Oh. But in like... See, I need to read books. But in, in that world, like if they made that a movie... I'm like, I know who could play that and, you know, I want to play this or like I would audition for that. I love being able to do that. That's a nice thing because whenever there was any other story like Babysitter's Club, the only character that I could even think about, even though I didn't feel like I was her at all, I felt like I was Christy. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, oh, I can only play Claudia. And that's it. Like, out of, like, a million stories. What was Claudia's character like? She was a sugar addict, which is accurate. (laughs) She was really bad at school. She hated studying and stuff. And I was a total Subverting the stereotype. Yeah, so she she was. And she had a problem, like, getting good grades and things like that. And she's Japanese-American. She's too into boys? Is that why? No. She's too into, like, being... Oh, she's an artist! Oh my god, it's all flooding back to me now. <laughs> she's an artist, she's crafty, she's a painter, she does all this stuff. That's why I did like her character, but I was like, no, I'm too big of a nerd. I couldn't be her. But anyway. But that's I just acting, like, right? Yes. <laughs> right, Mike? You step into the suit, and Linda's like... Yeah. She's like, yo, I'm totally bad at school. Yo. Well, that was me. Were you? Yeah. I was so not you can good play Claudia. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wasn't good in school at all. Really? <laughs> one plus no. one is three, right? <laughs> <laughs> what was your forte then? Because well, you're a producer now. Drama, drama, <laughs> yeah, hey. theater, hey. and you too. I didn't know that. You just mentioned it earlier that you went to NYU Film. NYU Film really yeah. jumped me all over the place. But I'm like, these are new bits of information that I didn't know. So both of you guys were like totally into it while I was doing bio. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, I that I, I was I was um, the golden child. I was I had good grades. Okay, norm like the normal quote unquote <laughs> like you know subject Parents until until college yeah oh. i was pre-med my freshman year and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm yeah. an nyu mom and dad i've gotten good grades this whole time can i do film school like, <laughs> i'm gonna be the all next right, superman we trust you. yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. well before we uh jump all over the place so again let's oh, yeah, uh, yeah. take a quick break and we'll be back to um to talk more with linda and mike Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to the show. Um, this podcast, of course, is part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our Asian American communities. You can learn more about Collaboration as well as check out our digital content offerings, including videos, blog articles, and podcasts such as this one at collaboration.org. That's K O L L A B O R A T I O N.org. And as always, if you have any questions, topic suggestions, or comments for us, uh, you can email us at podcast at collaboration.org. We're always glad to hear from our listeners. Now that we're fully in August, um, that means Collaboration Star is coming up fast in November. Um, So please set the date November 12th, 2016. It's held this year in conjunction with our Empower Conference, which is taking place that weekend, November 11th and November 12th in downtown Los Angeles. We'll be announcing our six finalists from across the Collaboration Network later this month, so keep an eye out for that, including your chance to choose our wildcard finalist. Want to take this chance to also share some exciting news 
um, we're doing our first live show uh, Saturday, August 27th in downtown Los Angeles. Um, it'll be part of the Comedy Comedy Festival, which is an Asian American comedy festival held in downtown Los Angeles, Little Tokyo at the JACCC, produced by our friend Jenny Yang. It's going to be a four-day festival starting on Thursday, August 25th and going till Sunday, August 28th. Minji and myself will be doing a live collab cast at their podcast lounge. So um, if you want to come and meet us and check out our show live, please come by. Um, the schedule should be posted soon. Um, so we'd love to see you. For more information on the Comedy Comedy Festival and how to get tickets, um, please check out their website at www.comedycomedyfest.com. Tickets are on sale now, so we hope to see you there. Also, a really important event coming up next week is the Asian American Presidential Town Hall put on by our friends at APIA Vote in conjunction with AHA, the Asian American Journalists Association. It's a free event that's taking place Friday in Las Vegas, but will also be live streamed. So um, check out the site www.apiavote.org slash town hall for more information on how to attend or how to watch live on our live stream. So that'll about do it for this break. Um, hope you've been enjoying the show so far, and um, let's get back to it. And we're back to the Clapcast. Um, we're here with our guests, Linda Dong and Mike Bo. Hey. Hi. Yo. Um, welcome back. Um, if you're just joining us, because you skipped half the podcast, um, we just got back from a very, very, very busy roundtable segment. But we're going to get busy again with our feature topic, um, which we're going to talk about. Um, Minji, you were at KCON this weekend. All of us mm. were at KCON. Oh, you're all Everyone but you exactly. were there. Yeah. Where were you, Marvin? Where were you, huh? Marvin? I was with family. My cousin was getting married. So you should have just left. Yeah, no I know. Why were you there? <laughs> no That's not that important. Really though? <laughs> really? Really? Was this all of you guys' first KCONs or? Yeah. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that's where I met Linda, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's where you guys met for the first yeah. time? Yeah. I, I've seen her, knew of her from yeah. other stuff. All We have the same exact mutual friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy how with social media, I feel like I already met Mike, yeah. but I haven't ever, and I literally met him like what four days ago. Yeah, <laughs> I just, it's so weird. I'm like, oh, I know you, You're like my like, old friend. Yeah, I it felt like that. I'm like, I've seen you everywhere. Like, I know you. <laughs> and both of you guys, like, all of us were hosting something mm. at the event, right? And we mm. was su- I saw you guys on Sunday. Were you guys there before that? Because it started what Thursday, Friday, oh, Friday, Friday. Mm. Yeah. Were you guys there before? Or was that your first day? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was there on uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Dang full God. days. I was so yeah. tired. Hey, what did you that. host? I was ho- um, hosting for KCON.TV. Okay. And so it was just uh, basically interviewing um, some of the artists, uh, the K-pop uh, singers, which was pretty like, I kind of got nervous doing that. <laughs> um, and just kind of going around, uh, talking about the convention and what's going on. Yeah. Did you have time to like go around or were you kind mm. of stuck? Oh, I had time to go around and check oh, out yeah. everything. Um, and did I was, you go like, to the concerts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you a K-pop oh fan? Um, I like feel <laughs> like I became more of a K-pop fan because of the concert. It was just so cool. And BTS is all I could say. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Whenever that name came up, people would like have a Scream. meltdown. You were behind oh the scenes? Mm? You were behind the scenes? Of, uh, Backstage? Bex, uh, were you watching the you were watching the concert? Wait, we're were you like BTS, right? That's what that stands for. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> no, uh-huh. no, Marvin, it was the band. And, and you got to interview them? 
Oh, not them. No, it was uh, a Ast- another K-pop group called Astro. They're uh, just kind of they're up and coming, but they're all like sixteen, seventeen, super Jeez young. Louise. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like when Britney and Justin and all them started, started as yeah. well. Mm. But they all look our age. Like I found, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, these are so these guys are so good. They're in high school. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, how? Yeah. yeah. They make the hair really, really tall. Yes. Yeah. Well, it- no, the girls too. Even I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're like fifteen years old. Well, it was really interesting for me. Well, I, I, and at this table, I am the Korean one, but it's like really cool to see that Mike's half Korean and I mean. yeah, full Korean. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm so not that person. She's I feel like I'm so not Korean half the time. <laughs> Certain ways, yes, and most time, no. But um, to 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 have grown up with like '90s K-pop and to have been all about that, and then to be so disconnected from the current wave. It was weird because I felt like alien to my own culture, but mm-hmm. it's not my culture. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I have my own like prejudices and people, we've talked about this on the podcast, so I don't even go to it. But um, yeah, I had, I had a really good time. And it was a lot of little girls, like mm-hmm. so many young girls who are just having the time of their lives. Mm-hmm. And that was the part that I fed off of that energy. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And it was like everyone... There were more different ethnicities than yes. Korean. That was something that I'm like, oh, not all Koreans. I felt like Koreans were like the minority there. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think so. Yeah, yeah. there were a lot of, um, yeah, just different ethnicities. Yeah. That's something that's been happening more and more as the appeal of K-pop has grown. It's um, K-Con was created because there was such a demand for, I guess, Korean pop culture um, that's way more than just the Korean Americans and the Koreans in the States, right? We're marketable. <laughs> yeah, so many people were flying in from other, yeah, from all around yeah. for yeah, for mm-hmm. KCON. Yeah. The farthest I heard was um Mexico. Oh no, not in Mexico, sorry, like in Puerto Rico. Dang. Is that far? Wait, someone <laughs> on the Snapchat was from Australia. Oh. Is that that's further. That's like on the other wow, side. Australia. I think that's the furthest, right? My geography yeah. is failing me Australia's right now. Australia is pretty far away. Yeah. So, I yes. think, yeah. More than that, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's really cool to see. It's just a, it's a very, it's a cultural phenomenon. It's been happening for years. And to see it like up close and personal was really, mm. really eye-opening. And it kind of broke down my own thoughts about K-pop. Because I have my own issues with like. Image manufactured yeah. music like it feels like they took a formula and they just kind of like keep repeating it over mm-hmm. and over again mm-hmm. granted whenever i hear k-pop it's like really catchy and fun and like it is yeah you know but like i guess on the creative side i was a little bit like man but it's it's the same thing in the states but i, I don't know something about like my just my own issues of being korean mm-hmm. um i just didn't really like that it didn't it didn't appeal to me so mm-hmm. i mean as someone who is of Korean descent, like how does it feel to have like because K-pop culture obviously isn't representative of Korean culture, but to a lot of people here, that is Koreanness to them. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm. like how does that? Well, it's a gateway. I think it's really awesome. I don't feel like I and like I want to hear because we talked about this when we were backstage mm-hmm. for hosting. Like our experiences with Korean culture are really different and varied. Mm-hmm. Like all of us have different touch points, like what we connect with and what we don't. But I felt it felt I like it. it. Like it makes me feel very like honored that people have taken such an interest. And quite frankly, they know a lot more than I do, mm-hmm. and they probably care a lot more than I do. And mm-hmm. it makes me care more, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I I um 
Yeah, I don't I actually I I don't even know how to speak Korean. Uh-huh. Um, my my mom, uh, she was born in New York, oh, and then uh, she it was actually kind of messed up. Like her her schools told her parents not to teach her and her sisters Korean because they said it would confuse them, mm-hmm. which is the furthest thing you know from yeah. the truth. But uh, so because of that it kind of got lost. So it's it's crazy because a lot of the a lot, a lot of K-pop fans and K-drama fans who are not even Korean um, know how to speak Korean now yeah. because of this, and I'm like. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like, you, wow, can you teach me? You know? It's, but do they talk, weird. they come up to you thinking that you know, and they're like saying, do they say stuff to you? Or Oh, no, not, not so much like that, but uh, like it, in it earnest, comes up. Not I mean, like the, the danger earnest. part of that is because I've gotten, I have gotten this before, but I know friends who have, or like people who adopt like cultural customs from another culture because of pop culture, whatever, then try to lecture you about being Korean or being Yeah, I haven't really experienced that. And if I did, then I would get mad annoyed. And before what I was (laughs) saying about being like the Korean, I meant like I had that, we were talking about this backstage when we were hosting is that like I did have like a more Korean, Korean like thing because I had the K-pop psychoticness when I was little. That's what I meant by that. Not that you're not Korean because I said I was like on the Korean way. Because I at one point was all about that life. Mm -hmm. And then it's just so foreign to me now if you will mm-hmm. and it's like i went to korea recently in in may to like after 11 years of not going just to kind of like reacquaint myself and it was just weird because it feels like another mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. like I, I don't i don't recognize a lot of the things or feel the same way but that's it's cool to like kind of relearn the culture yeah and it's cool that you like everybody like that linda that you're hosting that i think that's so awesome because yeah, i was like the only one that was vietnamese really the, nice the host was uh no, I no, I take that back. No, there was, but um, I think there was like six people on board, and like yeah, I was one of the only Vietnamese people. But that's awesome because yeah. I think like before maybe it wouldn't have even been a consideration. Like they yeah, need to they get a Korean host Korean, yeah. to do it, and mm. like they just know that it's a very global, it very global. inclusive yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trend or not mm-hmm. trend, like just audience. Mm-hmm. Also, Lynn is very popular. Huh? Linda's very popular. Yeah, too. and she's an awesome host. <laughs> so naturally, that's what I like that they chose I'm the best. So random in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes you charming, though. <laughs> like in, she's uh, like, what was your last meal? What you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like when I was doing, um, we actually a uh, Swoozy came down for KCON. Who? Swoozy. That sounds um, familiar. He's um, he does a uh, comedic skits too, but he usually does um Prank animations. Skits. Oh. Susie, yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Susie, yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. Um, so that was that was different. He's more on the, he's more he he's more into the VidCon side. Okay. But yeah, he came down for KCon. That was cool. But um, but yeah, definitely just really random things that I've said. So well, these conventions yeah. are super. <laughs> and you were on a and you were on a panel. Yeah, um, an Asian Americans in Hollywood panel. How that I didn't get mm. to see it because yeah. I think it was exactly at the same time when I was hosting. So it was like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I couldn't go see it, which pissed me off because I wanted to go hear what everyone had to say. Yeah, he's, you you hosted the the uh, main stage in the morning segment. I hosted afternoon segment in the morning. Yeah, I had a panel. Uh, it was an Asian American actors in Hollywood panel. It was with me and Megan Lee from Make It Pop and Nickelodeon, mm. uh, Victoria Park, who has been in a lot of Wang Fu shorts in the Wong for movie and also now a new MTV show Sweet Vicious nice oh, go nice. support that too and oh, then nice. Edward Zoe um, who I just met the, um, at that panel was that the guy in the sunglasses um, I saw a photo he was yeah, okay. yeah. I saw he's wearing too, the sunglasses I was like, I was like <laughs> is he keeping his sunglasses on <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it was really good. It was he's that was, cool. So cool. Mm. Uh, no, it was it was standing room only. Um, oh. Yeah, so it was, it was full. Uh, it was kind of like this. We're talking about a lot of Asian American topics, uh, and and yeah, what what kind of we need to do to get the Asian Americans. I out think there. that's great though because you know, like in the Venn diagram of K-pop fans and Asian American and people aware of Asian American, it's not necessarily as it's not. as together as you think it would be. Because, it's very yeah. separate, actually. I feel it. Well, that's yeah. what I felt. I was I was asking Mike what he thought of it because it's both of our first thing, and we're just like these are very different audiences than mm-hmm. what we're like you guys and you know being on YouTube and then working with ISA TV a lot. Like it's a very different yeah. audience that doesn't necessarily all like they're all K-pop fans. And I feel like a lot of K-pop's appeal, at least to Asian Americans, is the whole representation issue, right? It's like seeing people look like you being on TV, doing these dances, being becoming popular. And like what what the, what am I trying to say? The innate sense of acceptance that you feel from watching K-pop videos, I feel like is very similar to the ones you see when you see Constance Wynn and Randall Park on TV. Yeah. It's like just seeing something you can claim as your culture being being broadcast, yeah. right? I should uh, back to when I when, when I was talking to you about like the separate Asian American versus Asian Asian. Yeah, it's funny that I actually think the audience is kind of the same. But I, what I meant was uh, I feel like the Asian Asian celebrities and the Asian American oh, yeah. celebrities are, are are you know feel so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that yeah, the fans like a lot of my fans. I, I don't know really anything. A lot of I don't know a lot about K-pop, but a lot of my fans. Are into K-pop also? Yeah. So well, you had you both. You, you guys know. had like your meet and greets, which was so yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> and they're busy. I was like, Mike, you got a host, but he's like taking photos with like, all these <laughs> girls. It's so cute. But I love, and I I think that's awesome because I don't know. I for me for collaboration because like the artist we had like a one hour stage set where we could feature Asian American artists, and so it was kind of challenging for me to how to frame it mm-hmm. to the audience because they're there for K-pop, and I was like, well, we're all here because we care about. We all think that Asians have mad talent, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's and that was, that got a big cheer. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, like people say that it's not so. I'm here to share Asian American, like people from the states who sing and write in English and like you know are just like you and me and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. I didn't know. I didn't quite prepare <laughs> how to how to frame it. Shocker. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, but it was very well received, and people like mm-hmm. they did. They did not. I mean, it was not as large of a crowd as like when the K-pop cover artists came. But it's still there. Were still like a lot of people who stuck around and listened and like took pictures with them after and like asked them about their music. So I was excited. It was for for me in that perspective. I think it was like that audience is not as for music, maybe not as overlapping. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool that KCON invited us to have that featured part, even if for an yeah. hour. I mean, if you think about it, most Asian American artists. Unless you unless you're signed and there's like maybe only two or three groups that are actually signed to major labels, you don't have that big marketing engine behind you to really get your name out there. Yeah. So you know, I'm sure there's demand, but people just don't know there there is. Yeah. They want what they want, right? Yeah. And then I'm sure people who watch the performances that um, collaboration put on at KCON had two, three, four more names to add to their list of people to follow. Yeah. And I think that's you know. And that's why I think there's a distinction because I think for audience that you're talking about, for like YouTube, for actors and like content like that, 
it's totally overlapping. There's a lot of overlap. I don't know so much for music because like when I go to different festivals that are not Asian related, like South by Southwest or Sundance or whatever, the the presence is so minor. And then when I've asked, like I asked a panel of music, I've asked them and I ask my friends who are musicians, they try to get record deals or they try to meet with managers or whatever. And they're told constantly, like, you're not marketable. We, we don't know what to do with you. And that's what someone at South by told me last year. And they're very remorseful. It's not like they said it proudly or happily, but they're like, yeah, there are these, this one guy, this blonde music executive. I asked him, I for, I don't, I don't want to put him on blast. It was, it was a major label. Just a white dude. He was very nice, but he, I, I got up to the mic and I asked him like, have you ever thought about signing an Asian American um, artist? I'm curious because I work with a lot of those artists. And he asked me, he's like, he's like got all fired up and he's like, I've, I've been following some of these kids on YouTube. So he mentioned YouTube. He's like, they're so talented. They have huge fan bases. And he's like, I'm really ashamed because I pitched it at one guy who had like a quarter million followers. And I was like, I bet you we probably know him. I was like, who is it? <laughs> Korean FX? Yeah. I was like, who? who yeah. But he wouldn't tell me. He's like, but I pitched him to my boss and my boss said, we, I don't know what we can do with him. Mm. That's like still the answer. That was 2015. But I don't feel like, that's why I wonder like K-pop because it's, foreign i wonder if that's why it's so embraced but if it was like korean american guy yeah. if it would be the same that's my question but i feel like it's so like music is something that you hear first before you see mm. but your and face is it, still such an identity man yeah but you know like sometimes people don't, didn't realize that you know like sir also looks like that person that, yeah there's um one of my friends she's a singer and uh she's said that when she sings in chinese it goes viral but when she sings in english it doesn't Interesting. so yeah, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. Every song that she has like made her, she makes her, makes originals. All the Chinese ones always go viral. So I'm like, hmm, See? that is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I wondered because, I mean, we still have long ways to go in the industry. People still like, even within the white community, like people were like, oh, how did Megan Trainer make, you know, because mm. she's not, she doesn't look like Ariana Grande, right? Like, mm. there's still controversy over that. So. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's what I was getting at with saying you hear it first because if a song is good enough, catchy enough, like people will request and play it. Mm. And you know, like for me, a, a lot of the first time I hear songs is on the radio, and I don't recognize. But what I'm saying is that right. a label like the PR and marketing that I, I understand the that I'm just saying, in. like in terms of how people consume music, um, you know, like a lot of times you hear on the radio, like getting it on, it used to be getting on the radio is the most important thing because that's how you get the awareness and people start requesting it and then people start really doing research, right? Mm -hmm. So um, like the whole, you have to look the part thing didn't really come to play until mm -hmm. like, you know, the pop stars of like the 80s and 90s and aughts, right? Because Which back, is the world back then, now. like, you know, you know, Johnny Cash isn't like, he isn't like a beautiful man. He's like, but he has charisma. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's how the PR engine works now. But mm -hmm. in terms of, like, how people consume music, I feel like, you know, there are ways to get around not looking the part. Right. Well, I think that is changing by itself. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's, yeah, slowly changing. Yeah. I think what that, what that guy was saying, like, I don't know how to sell this person, this Korean American person. I, I think it's that... It's just that he doesn't know how to, and and it's it's kind of like that mentality of why what we're talking about earlier with like why there's white stars in the movies because that's all they know. Well, because that's all they know because that's all that's existed. Mm -hmm. um, they have. I, I really feel like the audience is there. It's just like this is one person that doesn't know that they haven't seen it because it hasn't existed yet. Right. Um, and also, I I feel like artists are so 
the famous artists are especially in music are so man-made like there's you can you can create it so much easier than film because mm-hmm. someone is definitely deciding who is playing on what yep. like i remember like how how much witnessing how much control that the media had in the music um when i was like a little kid i remember seeing the first article like the first time i ever heard of i think it was like john legend <laughs> was i saw an article that said john legend is the next big thing yeah. I never heard of him before, yeah. but because that article said John Legend is the next big thing, so I was like, aware. "Oh, I guess he's the next big thing." Yeah, yeah. So you can totally. It's you like can be dictated like, to. Yeah, like, like there are like, people. Say like that. by the way, guys, this is like, this Korean guy. Whatever, it's the next big thing. Boom, done. Exactly, and, yeah. and then and then the likelihood, and I think that is absolutely changing right now, which is great, and we're part of that discussion, which I'm very proud of. But like, it, it's still, yeah, it's still that conversation yeah. where they're like, well, I don't know how the audience is receiving them. I don't know if that, that would equate to record sales and blah, blah blah blah. So I don't know, but I think all these cons, like you mentioned VidCon, and you talked about being at ComCon, like all of these things help build that audience increasingly their their voices their enthusiasm goes up the roof they keep seeing their stars and they're like yeah asian superman and yeah like you know then they they can they can show they can make that demographic that audience more obvious yeah and then hopefully that equates to somebody being the risky pioneer who decides to like put a person of color as a lead Hmm. what will that day be like well i mean it happens every once in a while but no more matt damons please if that happens again i mean there will be words. <laughs> I'm gonna get salty. I mean, once once this generation's all all grown up and, and running the world, it's it's definitely a fail safe. You know, just we've had such rapid improvements with rights in general these past couple years. Yeah, that it's just, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What well, is that we have um, a couple questions that we pulled our staff from. Uh, for our guests. So, Aminji, why don't you ask our guests some questions from the collaboration staff? Um, Okay, so one of our uh, volunteers, Amy, who's wonderful, we love her, um, she was like, how did Mike like being a flower boy? So So context, there was a um, flower boy cafe at Mm KCON. Yeah, which Um, is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. A flower boy is like a pretty boy. Like pretty boys (laughs) walking around. It's like reverse maid cafe, right? Like booking? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, apparently, flower boy is a term for like a good-looking, pretty guy. And it's they, from that that drama, right? I don't know. Boys over flowers. I'm guessing that that would F4. sound. Oh yes. Yeah. Major garden, wrong. as we know it in Taiwan. Mm. Oh. You're a flower. Yeah. So basically, it was a it was an ongoing thing in KCON where it was a cafe where you can go get coffee and served by these good-looking lads and ties. Such as Mike. Yeah, but so I, <laughs> I was asked to do it um, by KCON, uh, and I thought I was going to be serving the coffee too, but then um, I ended up being a, a special guest for the first hour along with uh, June Kurian, who is a YouTuber, mm. and the J-Rod twins, who mm. are YouTubers. Um, well, they all so cute. Stacking yeah. the deck, right? Yeah, there. they <laughs> are. So that was all in the same within the same hour. It was the opening hour. They wanted that's, to like that's overload. We're, we're headliners, you know. Oh hey! No. <laughs> Did all the patrons' oh. head explode from the hotness? Pretty much. Pretty much. So I'm saying that that whole convention was just a lot of screaming everywhere. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were your ears bleeding? Yes, at the concert as well. Like I had to move seats actually because I was yeah I was surrounded. By. Like front, back, and the side was all every part of the song they would scream. 
And I'm like, I can't enjoy the show if everyone's screaming. I understand that you guys enjoy the show, but it's really hard. It was actually, yeah, the, the, it was the loudest concert I've ever been to. Yeah, like, I had to cover loud. my ears because, like, like, it was super, I mean, in a good way. I mean, you guys, well, the enthusiasm, be fans, this great. is amazing. No, it's yeah. great, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just, okay, so then, yeah. so you weren't, you did not get to be a barista? Right, yeah, so um, we didn't actually get to serve the coffee. They want us to uh, go around and kind of, you know, like a Disneyland character dinner? Okay, you know, okay. you go to each table and say hi and take hey, pictures. Yeah. That's basically what we did. Um, that was really cool because that was the first event I did at K-Con. Like, as soon as I stepped in K-Con, that was the first thing I did. Aww. So that was like a, a mini sampler of what it would be Welcome like. Welcome to K-Con. Please be man candy for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like happily. I love, honestly, I love, one of the things that I was praising about it was like with, with K-pop and with that whole thing and with our YouTubers, like I love that it's making Asian men sexy because they are and like that, I'm sorry, like I have brothers and I have cousins and I have friends who have dealt with like all of the negative imagery of Asian men. It drives me nuts. And I've talked oh, about that on Marco Polo. I thought you were about to call your cousins and brothers sexy. I think that they're handsome, charismatic, <laughs> attractive guys that deserve to feel confident. And it drives me nuts that the story that gets out there the most are like that they're nerdy or that they're only good for their brain and blah, 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 blah. But what is Ooh, yeah. I'm like smiling. Why? I'm like. Go, Linda, um, go. She's thinking of hot guys in her head. No, I'm like thinking when you're talking about hot guys, I totally forgot. Um, someone who broke the stereotype recently, uh, Ludi Lin for the Power Rangers. Ooh. He's, if you have seen totally. him, he's mu- like just man of muscle Beautiful. and he's cut and he's a black Power Ranger. Nice. And he's not playing like the, you know, stereotypical Asian. He's like kick ass. And he speaks yeah. English. You know, with they don't no have accent? an accent. With no accent. <gasps> so it's pretty. Oh hi! He, that's like <laughs> I auditioned for that. Did you? <laughs> no. uh, but well, you're Superman. Great. Congrats for him for getting. It. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, oh dang! But yeah, I think he's the first. I think one that is a. It's a Hollywood film. It's it's gonna be like really big next. It's out next year. Mm. Um, it was like pretty a hit, like a hit in, in uh, Comic Con and everything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah see with the cons, like it's helping. Yeah, I don't know. It, it makes me happy, and that's what I was saying about Marco Polo. They were mm. I was saying like, there's so many naked women. They're like, so what do you want to like close more of the women? I was like, no, take off the clothes on the yeah. <laughs> guys. Let's be fair. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy for roles like that because uh, you know, there's so, so there's so many mainstream roles that they're Asian for a reason. Yeah, mm. like they're mm. connected to the ancient curse or whatever, or they're connected to the samurai ninja <laughs> yeah. clan. You're a but, triad. Yeah. yeah, but like that that character, Ludi's character. He's not. He's, he yeah. just happens to be Asian. Yeah. yeah. It's just some dude yeah, at the Angel great. City gym, yeah. you know, yeah. getting his, Angel Grove, getting his pump on. Yeah, no, it's great. And then he gets powers when Zordon. He should be Matt Damon in the samurai, right? Like Hi. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Thank you for pointing out that very good suggestion. All right, Mindy, next question. Okay. Um blah, 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 blah. I thought you were the so our friend Rira from our our past volunteers, um, she said, "Hi, and Mike." Past podcast guest. Pod, yes, podcast guest as well. She says, "Hi, Mike. You don't know me, and I don't know you, but we are practically a Craigslist misconnection. We both graduated from NYU in 2012, moved to LA, worked with ISA and Wong Fu, and have been guests on Collabcast. I keep hearing things about you from mutual friends and seeing your face on social media feeds, but we've never met each other. So I wanted us to get officially acquainted. And what better way to do that than having Marvin's dulcet voice? Oh, I'm sorry, Rira. I apologize. It's Minji's awful." Non dulcet voice. Reading I'm not going to read her stalker message. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's great to see another Asian American Tish. Is Tish at the NYU program? Yes. Yeah. yeah Tish, Tish is alum art school. breaking but, um, into Tish. industry 
and creating cool things on the internet. I'd love to hear more about your journey from New York to LA if there's enough time on the oh. podcast. Thanks. Got a little time. Oh my gosh, Rira. <laughs> a fellow fellow Bobcat slash Violet. Yeah. Oh. And why you had mean. no school pride. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I, I knew you guys were Violet. I didn't know there was a Bobcat involved. I had no idea there was a Bobcat. bobcat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Bobcat because... It, the library is called Bopes Bopes Catalog. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. We're oh my gosh. <laughs> I uh let let do I know you? Let I bet we have total I'm gonna look you up on Facebook right away. Go get a million mutual friends. He's gonna send you a I Facebook message sure no. right now. Yeah. She's worked with ISA for quite a while. Yeah, but not now, right? No, she um recent most recently she was with Coriam before yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, shake yeah, up. Yeah. Before yeah. that was the ISA. Yeah. So it was before your LA journey. So anyway, mm-hmm. going back to oh, yeah, I I um I graduated NYU and I wanted to go to LA for even before NYU. I was born and raised in New York, but then uh, my agent and manager wanted me to stay in New York uh, for a bit, and then uh, finally I, I got the ABC Diversity Showcase um, in New York, and that propelled me to be like, okay, I have enough connections now to go out to LA because I know the you know ABC execs here in LA. And that's when I finally made the move yeah, a, year, a year and a half ago. Yeah. A year and a half already? Yeah. So I'm kind of curious about the difference between, because I know there's a difference between the entertainment scene in New York and in, in LA, right? Um, you, you can, it's a lot more driving here. <laughs> so you have to take that into account because you never know the parking situation. And in, in New York auditions are just suburb ride, boom, done, leave Taxi it out. Ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, auditions are take up a lot more time here because mm. you have to plan all of that. Um, uh, but I mean, in terms of projects too, like, what's is there a difference in like? Is there a reason right. why you want so, to come out here? Right. Or, that, yeah. that that that's the big big reason why I want to come out here was because I still play, you know, that young high school, college, young adult. Um, and in New York, there's a lot more of the you know single camera dramas and stuff that mm-hmm. ha- like that are looking if. if there's not a lot of roles for Asians in general, right? Yeah. Um, and then I'm an Asian guy, which is even less for me. There's more <laughs> for Asian girls. And then on top of that, there's more for older Asian guys. Um, and now with you know the, all the kids shows, Fresh Out the Boat and everything, like if you're a young Asian kid, awesome. Yeah. But this, I'm in this really weird you know, limbo. Uh, but in New York, there's a lot of you know, the cop or, or the mm. young doctor or the young lawyer. But Asian, you know, we don't age. So yeah. by the time we can play that, we're like, you're you know, still going to be playing a 16 year old. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was even talking to Arden um, and she was like, yeah, you're going to be high school for a while, dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know, I know. But I'm, I actually love that, though. I, and all those shows, like, you know, the ABC Family shows and all those multi camera shows uh, are, are out here. Mm-hmm. So that's where I wanted to go. And also, you know, spread red wings and fly, be away from home. Yeah, but yeah, a, a lot of those shows that you know I watch and and uh, that I want to be in are, are are shot here, like in studios and, mm. and stuff. So. Yeah, one more question and then um, up. one more question. Aiden asks Mike Bo, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too young to be thinking about exactly. That he's, a, he's still on his journey. <sighs> God damn it, Aiden! All right, <laughs> well. That'll do it for this episode of the Clapcast. Thank you so much, Mike hey, and Linda, for joining us. You. If people want to check out more of your stuff, where can they go? Uh, <laughs> uh, and YouTube, uh, Linda D Productions. That's with two E's, not with Yeah, two E. Linda D. It's funny, everyone calls me Lena. And I'm like, damn it. Everyone, <laughs> I should have changed my name to make it something more simple. Or they call me Lindad. 
<laughs> like oh no <laughs> this is yeah this no it's not a lin dad productions guy <laughs> lean lean dad it should be lean dad come on guys yeah lean dad d sense for my last name do you have like so, names yeah. for your fans and subscribers no i haven't no? i just lean dads Lean dads? Oh my goodness. The, the, the that's a thing. The lean dads. It was born army. here on Collabcast. Oh, that's the lean dads. Oh, that's dear. Here. So I'm going to call the kids who came up to you during a meet and greet at KCON. They're the, the lean, lean dads. dads. You should make okay. that a hashtag, is the thing. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. And, and Mike Bo. Yeah. And Mike. Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Mike Bo Show. Bo spelled like a bow tie. Nice. Mike Bo Show. Awesome. And for the rest of you guys, thanks for listening. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever you find podcasts through our RSS feed. You can find the links to those on our site at www.collaboration.org slash collabcast. And that's collabcast with a K. Um, if you do subscribe to us on iTunes, please give us a rating and review. It really helps us out with the metrics and also makes us feel good unless you give us a bad review. Then it makes me feel sad. Be kind. <laughs> Thanks to Alpha for use of her song Bare Feet for this week's intro and outro. And for Marvin and Minji, that'll do it for this week's collabcast. Thanks a lot for joining us. And thank you again, Mike and Linda, for talking hey, with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's my fun. first podcast. Yeah. <gasps> I love it. I like being the first. I know. I love being the first <laughs> as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Hey, bye. Bye.